This is the Lifting Standards Podcast with your host, Dalton Nicholas, a fitness professional with a new age view on the health and fitness lifestyle. Enjoy. And welcome back. I am your host, Dalton Nicholas, and today I'm here with a really good friend of mine, Dakota Sprague. This man has a certified personal training through ACE. He is a group training instructor. He's got Yellow Gallery launching later in 2019. He is a co-owner and operator of Project U, a part of the New York City community leaders. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> oh, man. I know, I know. I just can't stop to think like... <laughs> so whenever I do a podcast by myself, I can hold it together. But whenever I'm doing this like announcer voice in front of someone, I just can't help it but laugh. I had to hold uh, it in too. Don't worry. So this is Mr. Dakota Sprague. Say hello. What's going on, everybody? Mr. I like that. that, that, that yeah, title. absolutely. Can we do doctor? Big respect. Big respect. Not yet. Maybe someday. Okay. Maybe someday. <laughs> so just tell us a little bit more about... Uh, everything that I mentioned before, kind of like how you got into fitness, where did you start, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I, I think I got into fitness when I was about like 15. So our high school football coach had like this dungeon of a gym at the youth center. Like, dude, this was like, if you had no context going into this place, you would have been like really scared. And, uh, we did like, a like the programming was actually really good. And I didn't realize it until like I became certified and I understood programming, but we did like a powerlifting program in the first half. And then the rest was just like a Metcon designed to make you throw up. Like, I think I threw up more times than I didn't. Uh, and those were, but you know what? Like those are like my favorite memories of lifting. And it, it just makes me smile thinking about it because that's like when I fell in love with it because you know, you're working out with your teammates and you're just supporting one another to become, like, better versions of yourselves, better players. And, like, you're going through some shit with, like, your best friends. So I just kind of became addicted to getting better. And I saw that transfer over to my life. And, like, I'm like a teenager. And I started to notice, like, my relationships were getting better. I was doing better in school. Um, and honestly, like, let's be real. I was doing it for the girls. And like, that came, too. And, like, that was super awesome. Um, and like, that was my main focus. And like, I wish I could pinpoint a couple of things that put me on the path. Um, but like it came out of nowhere and like, that's my favorite element about it. And like, honestly, I watched a lot of YouTube. Like that was probably the thing that got me really into it. Like I was following a lot of like fitness influencers and I'm like, holy shit, like these guys are doing what they love making money, doing it and like just posting videos and having fun. So that's like, holy shit why not me? Like, why the fuck can't I do that? So fitness really nailed into my head the idea of the way you do one thing can show up, uh, can show you how you do a hundred other things. So that's why I really just like stuck with it because I knew it was going to help every other area of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, <laughs> I was a lineman in high school, so I didn't really understand the whole girls thing that you're talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely get the whole do whatever you want through fitness. Um, so what? So that's how you kind of got into it. Uh, and where after after high school, where did you go? Like where after that, where was your start from there? Because I mean, every everybody goes through the fitness thing for football. I'm more curious about how like as a young a young adult, how did young Coda get into the lifting sphere? So. I've always kind of struggled with like depression and anxiety. So lifting for me has always been like that outlet. So like when I wasn't lifting, like doing like 
lifting at the youth center and then I transitioned into just like a regular commercial gym. It was kind of hard to find my little niche. Um, but yep. like I met all of my best friends at the gym. So like just becoming best friends with them and like just following their workout plans and working like working out every day for hours on end. Like yep. you just kind of fall in love with the lifestyle of it. And and honestly, I I really wanted to be at the time like an influencer like the people that I watched. I think genuinely, if I'm being honest with myself, like that's what I wanted for myself and I I didn't quite know how to get there and it was really frustrating and I lost myself in the process of doing that. But it, it taught me a lot about what I like about fitness and what I don't like about fitness. And after a while, I'm like, I really want to be a trainer. Like, that would be a lot of fun to just, like, because naturally, like, my platform as a trainer is just to help people, help improve their lives, um, and just, like, be an effective listener for them. And, like, I, I know it's fun to, like get, like, get fit and get healthy and everything, but, like, you're really just there for them in your support system. And that's something I wanted to do, and it was in fitness. So it's like, holy shit, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, so it's after high school... It was just more of trying a hundred different things and then figuring out which thing I liked the most. Smack. That was, oh my God, that was awesome. Yes, I love that answer. Um, and I definitely agree with, like, once you once you get, maybe it was a little sooner than when you got certified, but when you're looking at all these influencers, um, it's not like every single influencer out there is doing it the right, like, wholesome way. And that definitely, like, you definitely get like the two sides of it, the good and the bad side through the influencers, if that's only thing you look at. Um, and the platform that you have now is amazing for sure. Like the most like influential people out there arguably could be trainers and the people, depending on how much people buy into you and things like that. So, um, it's, it's an awesome place to be for sure. Let's dive into some of those topics that I mentioned before. Um, so you got your ACE certified personal trainer. You do group instructing. Where, where are you working now? So um, so I'm a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer at New York Sports Club in Times Square. Nice. And there's a little studio in the Upper East Side called Ripped Fitness. Um, yep. So like I'm in the process of training to be that group instructor. And yep. it, that is, dude, let me tell you, like, being a group instructor is so much different from being a one-on-one -on -one trainer, and I think you realize that when you're in a room with 36 people and not just one person. Yeah. And you can touch, like, in a one-hour time frame, I can touch 36 people. So it's like you hold a lot of responsibility walking into the room. Like, someone, yep. like, if you walk in there and somebody, people had a bad day, like, you could literally be that one person and that one voice that changes their entire day or changes their yep. entire outlook. So, like topics to talk about before you go in there like you need to be super intentional like holy shit like i can touch this whole room right now with just my voice so when you realize that you're like holy fuck like group instructing is something i'm really interested in doing and like i do love the one-on-one -on -one aspect of personal training and i love the programming i love just watching the progress but there's something about group instructing that's so attractive to me that i find myself mm. like almost going on that path right now that's awesome. That's it's cool because like I don't uh, I'm not a huge fan of it myself, but like when you put it that way, it becomes attractive to me as well. Like that, it makes it seem a lot better than um, like my own initial like opinion on it. So 
the next thing on my list was launching Yellow Gallery late 2019. Please inform everybody about what that's about. <laughs> okay, so this is a good one. So um, I, I almost don't want to say that Yellow Gallery has nothing to do with fitness. It just has to do with like overall health. Um, so basically, like I've told you earlier, I, I've always struggled with anxiety and depression and long story short, I had this yellow phone case on my phone and whenever I had really bad anxiety or like, I just like was in my own head or I was depressed, I would flip my phone over and I would just focus on my phone case and like the yellow phone case would just kind of bring me down and like make me think about happy things in my life and happy moments and experiences and I've always associated being happy and good shit with the color yellow. So I've always had that my entire life from just being a small kid in general. And, and now that I'm kind of getting out of a place of having really bad anxiety and I'm getting over depression after a lot of self-work, it's like I want to create a community in a platform where people who have anxiety and depression or all these mental disorders and they don't feel accepted by their friends and their family, their parents don't understand, they think they're lying, they think they're faking it, and they think they're crazy. And like, I'm here to tell you that you're not crazy and like this is a place where you can go and be safe to be who you are and like look at other people's stories. So like I want to be able to, sh like the big idea for me is that we have people sharing their stories and you can read their stories and relate to them and then comment That's and awesome. then like wow. say something resonates with you, you message that person and like you create this connection of like this almost like family tree in a way where mm. you went to Yellow Gallery, like whether that be an Instagram or like we want to throw events. Like the events for me are going to be huge because we're going to have speakers who are talking about nutrition and how nutrition affects your mental health or um, like maybe we could get some like doctors there or some shit like that. Like I haven't really thought that yeah. far ahead, but like that's the kind of experience I want to create and like have maybe have art. Like I think having art installations and like telling artists here like who are local, who are, are phenomenal, hey, uh, this is what we're doing. Like, can you think of an art installation for anxiety or body image problems? And like what they come yeah. up with is beautiful. So, and there's another side of it too, is that like, I'm really into fashion and designing clothes and I want to create like one piece per like three months or six months where it's really thoughtful. And there's like a really beautiful message behind it. Obviously it would be like a yellow shirt or a yellow sweatshirt. Yeah. And like 50% of the proceeds would go to an organization or a charity. Um, but like I said, so like this is going to take a lot of thought and effort, but mm -hmm. I'm looking to have my first event here in New York City by at least October. Um, that's awesome. So that's the goal. And that's basically what Yellow Gallery is all about. Man, that is so like beautiful like so wholesome and beautiful <laughs> thank you man I, you didn't you didn't even tell me the story about the phone case before so like that just hit home for me like heavy i just got like all sorts of new information about you and uh the the yellow gallery i didn't realize how big you were thinking and the pot like the it's endless the endless possibilities for that that's incredible yeah man and i think it's a really good idea and like i had this vision of like walking around in the street and everybody having a yellow phone case like that would be so yep. cool to me and yeah. And um, like we'll talk about later, especially in the fitness industry, is like creating mm. that 2% shift in the world where basically if 2% of the people on earth just stop taking from one another and would just being giving and loving and caring, like there would be a huge shift. Like it's yep. a theory that if you can get 2% of the world to do that. So like the Yellow Gallery to me, like that's my contribution to the 2%. So like that's why I feel so I'm passionate about doing that. Absolutely.
Uh, so let's get into it a little bit here. So we have two more things left on your freaking badass resume. So you are a co-owner and operator of Project U, and you're also part of the New York's uh, city community leaders. Touch on both of those rather quickly, and then we'll get into today's show. Oh, we're not even in the show yet. <laughs> no, I know. I know, but it's still good content. Be, it's great content. I love all. The, I love hearing about all of it. So I'll be super fast. So Project U is basically um, my online coaching business that I have with my best friend, Paul. Um, so it's just like any other online coaching business you heard of. You reach out to us. We do your programming. We do your nutrition. We're your support system, yada, yada, yada. You guys know the rest. Um, <laughs> and what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, the community leaders. Wow. So... I'm in the middle of going through a leadership program right now through the Altru Center, and it has completely changed my entire life. I could sit here and talk about it all day, but it just reminds you of who you are as a person and like that we're all equal and we all feel the same things. And it's just be- being able to connect with people on a broader scale and just giving back to the community and realizing that like other people need help and you're here to serve people and give value. So that's what I've gotten out of that. I don't even want to go any further because I'll sit here for hours <laughs> talking about it. That's just like the gist is that they create yeah, community leaders. They make you into a leader. And uh, let me tell you, it, it definitely <laughs> has made me into that leader. Absolutely. I will just say like just talking to you for I don't even know. I mean, we've always talked, but like we've like reconnected very um, like a lot more text and talking has gone between us in the last month or so and uh definitely i've seen the shift in your mindset and you've personally helped me obviously because i'm a little bit more motivated just talking to you on the phone and um so i would just say that like that that leadership program probably is just one of the most um worth your time things so like we prioritize things in our lives that may not actually hold any value i think this is a very high value um thing to do with your life if you have the opportunity to do something like this leadership program yeah absolutely man all right so let's go that was a hype ass resume look at you out here doing shit that's awesome it's fun all right so for today's episode we're going to be talking about the biggest issues in today's fitness world Mm. and we're going to talk about relationships connections that trainers make with the clients and then lastly, we're going to be talking about the disconnect amongst different types of training, such as bodybuilding, CrossFit, like powerlifting and marathon runners, all, all, all types of things. And that will be our three topics. So <clears throat> let's jump into it. So what do you think is the biggest issue in today's fitness world, Mr. Dakota Sprague? So to me, the biggest issue in the fitness industry has to do with just how we view and treat one another. And and for reasons unique to the person, like fitness professionals are coming from a place of scarcity and it's creating really unhealthy competition. So right now it's a place where everyone is dead set on, let me get mine first and do anything and everything to get it. And that entails running over other fitness pros and running over people that you look to and like your colleagues and making fun of them and putting them down uh, for just putting themselves out there. So people just spreading negativity about people you don't even really know. And like how we go about changing this like deep rooted mentality is super simple. And it just starts with people like you and I. Like when you see someone else doing what you're trying to accomplish, like stop yourself and be intentional. Like you have the choice to give to them, to give your support, or even like shoot a comment on their video or picture that's encouraging. 
And it's a choice between giving and taking. And if you can be aware enough to stop yourself and choose, it's a super powerful fucking thing. If you just look on your Instagram, you'll be able to, I I mean, I think it's on all accounts. You can see how much time you spend on there. And honestly, I'm quite, excuse me, I'm quite ashamed of how much I just take from Instagram as opposed to like, like giving likes to other people and things like that. Um, just simply because like it takes two seconds and you don't know maybe that like will like make that person's day or that comment will make that person's day and it takes such little effort to do so that uh it's honestly silly to not do that for that person yeah and like what's so special about this is that when you can choose to give to someone else you're also choosing to give to yourself so absolutely feels amazing yeah and i say this because the more you choose to give you'll notice that under the hood that you're creating a support system and a community where you're showing up for someone and they're showing up for you too and if we want to create the giver's mentality in the fitness industry then it's up to people like you and i like i said like something i want you and all your listeners to think about is if it's to be it's up to me and this won't happen unless we enroll Mm. others into that vision and like I'm not about to sit back and hope that the industry fixes itself. I'm going to do it because it won't. And I'm going to do whatever it takes, one person at a time, to make that difference. So um, I'm just so open to the possibility that we can make the change with this. And like we talked about, it takes two percent of the world to make the shift. It's going to take two percent of the industry. So an even smaller scale. So all yep. we need is the two percent, and like that starts with you and I. Man, all right. So there's like. You're like your just sentences are oozing with value. So I'm gonna highlight three things that I absolutely loved out of that last sentence. You said under the hood. That was just fucking hilarious, and I loved it. <laughs> like you def definitely like once you start giving to people under the hood, you are then like much better mentally and like even physically at that point. Like if you're giving out like good stuff to other people in return, you are then like helping yourself because you feel better like the moment you do it. You also said. Damn, because I talked on that so long, I forgot the other two things. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, man. It it was a lot. Oh, yeah. So you said um, they're not going to, it's not going to fix itself. And no, it's not going to fix itself because we still have like these fad like diets and like fad um like supplements and things like that so it's it's more based off them like the monetary value of the whole culture as opposed to like the goodness of the culture where you can like do all the good of it and it's not like those are big businesses but even down to like the trainers like you said um they're they're trying to get theirs first and not necessarily move it around and give it to everyone so i I forgot the third thing but we'll just move on so i don't look so ridiculous (laughs) no no, you're fine Uh, <clears throat> so the next thing I want to ask you is if people aren't being supportive of your goals, like if they're not supporting you being a trainer or you doing CrossFit or whatever it is, like what's your best advice? To, I would say to both parties, like the person who isn't getting supported and the, uh, for lack of a nice word, just the other person in the situation. <laughs> so here's the tough thing. Like if you're not getting support, your initial reaction is to kind of resent that person for not giving you the support. But you need to come from a place of being compassionate and forgiving for them not doing that because something's going on inside of them that's not allowing them to support you. In nine times out of ten, it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with them. So it's pretty simple when you say, like, you project things on other people because these are insecurities about yourself. So, again, it comes back to the scarcity thing. Like, I'm scared that there's not enough out there for both of us to be successful 
so that person won't support you. So instead of being like, why, why is like, why aren't they supporting me? What am I doing wrong? What did I do to them? Just be compassionate because like they're struggling with something right now that's not allowing them the support, and that's probably who they are as a person. We're all we're like, we all want to give to each other. We all want that like human connection. We all want to give love, but for whatever reason, some people have a lot of shit going on inside of them and they have this wall that's like fucking 15 feet high hmm. over their heart Absolutely. and they just and like it's you need to create a space for them to be able to give to you so something yeah. that i've learned recently is your context creates your content so what that basically means is like your environment creates what's gonna like creates the thing that you want so like you don't see a cactus growing in antarctica because like the environment just doesn't support it so, like, sometimes your friends and family don't even support what you want, but, like, create the environment for them where you're supporting them, you're giving to them, and you're, like, they see it so much because you're showing up for them that, like, naturally they're going to start showing up for you. It's not going to happen overnight. Someone's not going to overnight start supporting you, like, tomorrow or even the next day or next week. You just need to be a, a stand for them and create a space for them to be able to be that person. So it's it's not about like how do you react to not getting support. It's like, oh shit, what's going on with them and what can I do to help open them up as a person? Man, yeah. The the consistency is where I think you'll get that. So like you're saying that sh- I love the show up term too, like you show up for them, they'll show up for you. And uh, I think the way that if they're holding out on you, I think consistently, if consistency is the biggest thing in the situation. So if you consistently show up for them, like you just said, but even if even if it's not even just showing up for them, like if you consistently like go to the gym, you're going to get better results. If you consistently put out good content, you're going to be able to reach more people. Um, so same situation with like just gaining support from people who may be like haters for lack of a better word like if you just consistently are nice to not just them but even everyone around them it's going to be harder for them to not like support you because you're not giving them any reason not to support you and then it's going to be harder for them to like validate the fact that they want to not support you in their head even if it's not like their goal to not support you but like just naturally they could not want to for some ridiculous reason they have in their head already and then if you just continually to show that like that reason is invalid through your actions and words. It's going to basically just be a wash for them and they're going to have to support you. (laughs) Yeah, dude, absolutely. And if one thing, if we can wrap up this topic with one thing, it's that if you're not getting support, it's not that you're not good enough and you're not worthy. Like you are those things. You are worthy of what you're trying to attain. You are worthy of success and you are good enough already. And like, you don't need validation or support from others to feel that. So, like, just know right off the bat that you are worthy and you are going to get the thing you want. So just because you're not getting support right off the bat, don't feel like you're doing something wrong. You can ask for feedback, of course, and, like, you can be open to um, constructive criticism, but don't feel like you're not enough just because you're not getting that support. Like, that will come in time, and that has nothing to do with you nine times out of ten. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing in the like not even like the industry just like the fitness world like you guys everybody i've i've gone through it too you just feel like you're not like you're doing this for maybe the you're doing fitness for maybe the wrong reasons and once you figure out the like right reasons and realize that you are good enough it's just like a huge swing so that yes we'll wrap up that topic there 
So let's move on to the relationships, connections. Like, what are the keys to a good client trainer relationship slash rapport? Like, what would be the top three things you think is needed for a good trainer relationship? Okay, that's a great question. And so a great trainer and not a good trainer needs to embody just being compassionate, creative, and mm. just being open. And being compa- awesome. being compassionate entails being an effective listener. Actually listen to the person in front of you and don't interject with yeah. your opinion and especially do not only wait for them to finish talking just so you can speak and look cool and sound right. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yes. that's a huge one. Smash that shit. Exactly. Oh and like the person in front of you is being vulnerable about their body and their goals and they're trusting you to understand where they're coming from and to help them yeah, get it's to uncomfortable. and to help them get to where they're going. And this isn't about you. Don't make it about you. This is about them. So our job mm-hmm. with the platform we have is to encourage, empower, and educate by any means. And I said that a trainer needs to be creative as well. And that may have sounded strange, but hear this. We need to be strategic. Like, we need to be strategic. And we need to tackle mm. their goals while simultaneously changing their behavior. So this is going to force yep. you to get creative in how you do this. Like, how will you approach this? What system are you going to implement for them? If something does mm. not work for them, are you willing to own up to yourself that this didn't work? Step left Hell yeah, and dude. reinvent mm. your approach. And, and being creative as a trainer will open up so many doors for not only yourself, but for your client as well. And the last one I talked about was just being open. So being open was the last way of being that you need to be as a trainer. And a lot of coaches I see have preferred methods and training styles mm. to get their clients to their goal. But having a one-track mind like that will bring you to a dead end at some point with some of your clients. Like, So you need to be open to any and every approach. Don't be scared to do research or get certification in things that are outside of your comfort zone. Like The main thing I want all of you trainers to think about is that if you're willing to expand your tool belt size and add tools to that belt, fucking do it. The more you open yourself up, the more people will be able to help so what, so what if you don't like the keto diet? So what if you don't like training with kettlebells? Like if you open yourself up to the possibility that someone out there could benefit from you being open to these right. things, then you're being proactive and becoming the best fucking trainer that you can be. Right. Absolutely. I think, all right, I have two things for that. So I, I love the fact that you are talking about like being open to other things because whenever whenever i get like asked a question like for a specific thing like if they want advice for training or something like that i always lead with my advice and then at the end of it i'm like but you can do whatever you want Mm. because it's Mm. not there is no reason for me to sit there and just puff my chest flare my lats and be like (laughs) this is how you have to do it and i'm right because that no one respects that person like that's just like a very old school type of way right. and it's not like we're so so we're so far past that in the progression of training there's no like there's no need for that yes there is like a right and wrong answer but like there's also like a right answer and then like maybe a little less right of an answer but still a right answer so there's no there's no reason for that and then also i think being open is huge because you said something along the lines of being like stuck in one certain way of training and that like that's not going to work for everyone you're just going to instantly restrict the amount of clientele you can have because not everybody's going to want to do that style of training why would you not want to open up your branches and then be able to have like such a larger net 
to c- cover more ground like that's ta- i'm talking like monetarily monetary wise but like also your reach if you can affect a bigger like amount of people that's awesome like that's the goal at the end of this is just be able to help as many people as possible so if you're widening widening your reach and your net why why would you stay inside such a small box i think that's just ridiculous yeah dude that's yeah you 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 get it you understand it and that's why you're going to be a successful trainer and that's why you are a successful trainer is because you get it and you have a really strong why and like Mm. that's what i want to leave with with this topic right now for all you trainers out there who are listening like i want to encourage you to have a strong why as to why you decided to be a personal trainer Keep reminding yourself of that why, and you're going to have a very, very long, fulfilling life and career. And and just really be honest with yourself as to why you're a personal trainer. What reasons are they? And, like, if they are for helping people, that's fucking amazing. That's your why right there. Don't overthink it. Why are you a personal trainer? Yeah. I like helping people. That That's an answer. That's, an, that's a really good answer, and that is an answer. Yep. So stick to that when you're making decisions around training. Why am I doing this? Oh, yeah, this is why. So now you're focused like, and you're vision-driven, and you're just so focused to get to that why that everything else will just fall into place. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's awesome. Mm. Uh, you said you wanted to wrap this up, but uh, there is one thing I think you wanted to touch on, so I don't know if you want to touch on it quickly. Let's, it's, yeah, uh, let's do it. The gym. All right, the gym being so the gym being an escape from life for most people, uh, like it's so like I'm super guilty of this, just staying at the gym like three hours out too. of my day just so I don't have to do other things. So like, what what do you want to say about this topic? Because I'm not I don't even want to ask a question. I just want to set you free and let you go. <laughs> I appreciate that. So um, it's really kind of funny how much I used to joke about the gym being my life, and I think we all do. And I did that because I hid behind this like fitness mask and I lost sight of who I was when I wasn't inside the gym. So for example, if you take away the titles, the the accolades, the gym itself, then like who the fuck am I? Like I think the Mm. gym is an amazing outlet to express myself, but it's so critical to know who you are when you're not inside the gym. And like I used to go sit at the gym for hours after my workout because I never wanted to go home. I never wanted to face who I was when I wasn't getting attention in the gym, when I wasn't on this endorphin high. uh, And it was scary for me for a long time. And like it was, dude, it was so hard for me to just look in the mirror most mornings. And that's fucking crazy to say out loud. It's like I didn't even want to look in the mirror. And Mm. like I, I was literally became known as the gym guy. But is that really the legacy I want to leave behind for myself? And I love this topic so much because it forces us to think about how we're showing up in the world to actually make it a better place. And and it forces us to think about what else we want for our lives. Like, I don't know, like I want to run for Congress or I want to be a writer. I want to be a designer. I could keep going on forever about these things I want to do. And I don't want to waste a fucking minute anymore. And it's no longer about how can I do these things? Rather, it's more about how can I be these things? How can I be the person I want to be? And like, Mm. I talked about my three pillars. Like, I don't care what I, like if I'm a guidance counselor, a group instructor or a fitness or a personal trainer or a fitness influencer, as long as I'm empowering people, encouraging them and educating them, I don't give a fuck what my job title is. As long as those three things are in alignment, I'm all in. Mm. Absolutely. That just hit freaking hard, man. Like, uh, so the look in the mirror thing, 
absolutely crazy, and I want to bring this up because, uh, as you know, and I'm sure many of the listeners know, I used to be extremely overweight, and so, like, to hear, so, like, don't take any offense to this, but you literally, like, (laughs) you are hot, bro. Like, you look so good. (laughs) Thanks, bro. It is ridiculous to me that, like, um, because that's the way I thought when I was, like, 280 pounds. So that just goes to show you that, like, no matter what level you are, you could have, like, that mental health issue, and you could be going through some struggles. So just because someone has, like, a six-pack and, like, ripped, ripped back, like, very low body fat, like, doesn't mean that they're not going through something. And I think that, like, when you get that jealousy aspect into it as well, like, someone who's bigger or something in the gym, they, like, as soon as they see someone like that, they either, if they had no, like, interactions, they automatically think, like, hey, maybe that guy's, like, a douchebag or something like that. And that's just, like, so wrong. And so for you to just say that, like, on the podcast made my day. Absolutely loved it. And did you notice what we just did there? I, like... What's up? So... Like sharing that used to be really hard, but now it's super easy. And and like because you just touched me, like literally, you just like reached me in a three second, yeah, like sentence. And think about how <laughs> selfish it would be for me to not share my story with people. And a lot of people out there are like, nah, well, you know, what? I'm just an average fucking person. I don't need to share about what I no. went through. No, like you're you're fucking you're amazing and you're special and you're right. and you can do anything in your story. How do you won't know how? powerful you are and how powerful your story is until you share it so just share it yeah drop the fucking mic on that because just share your story with people share your story like absolutely i don't even think my own mom knows who i am you know what i mean like share your story with people the closest to you not just strangers but like just talk and get to know them and be open and be Mm -hmm. vulnerable to them and you're gonna get that back and then you're gonna be like holy shit like i relate to you so well and we can help each other with this now Mm. Oh, I love that. All right, let's go on to the next topic before I freaking hurt my cheeks from smiling. <laughs> um, disconnect from uh, other types of training. So between like CrossFit and bodybuilding, like why do you think people pick a team and then instantly just have like a, a hatred or like a dislike for another team? Mm. So I think this out of everything we talked about really pushes the button on me. And I, I, I and, oh, nice. and guess what? Like I'm guilty of this too. I think we are all guilty yeah, of this to some absolutely. degree. Uh, but this is gonna go back to being open and supportive of one another. And we should be one giant fucking team in the fitness industry, one big family. But instead, for whatever reason, we all decided to divide and pick teams. And like, there's yep. far more that unites us than di- that divides us. And like, I don't know why we don't realize that. And we just focus on the small things that divide us for sure. Yeah, like whether you're on the counting your macros team, the keto diet team, the bodybuilding team, yeah. CrossFit team, functional team, you get the idea. We, uh, we, we pick a team and then shut out all of the others. We act like which type of training we do is written in stone. We act like it's yep. life or death when it's really not. And when we pick sides like this, we stay inside of our box of beliefs and we make it stronger each time that we shit on CrossFit or functional training or bodybuilding. And honestly, like, hear me when I say just be open to stepping the fuck out of your box and be open to training every type of way. Be open to all different kinds of diets. There's a hundred ways to do one thing and you need to be open to that. Don't be so closed off. 
And you can for sure have an opinion on why it does not work for you, but it gives you no reason to shut the people out. If that's currently how you're thinking, then like we said earlier, you need to step left and shift and think about all the amazing people you are not letting into your life and into your business all because you don't fuck with how they work out. Like, really? Like, just, yeah, just, wow. just think about it for a second. Like, the only way to fix this, like I said earlier, comes down to you being open and leading by example. Like, this is not a cool thing to do. And, like, being kind and being supportive and empowering people for whatever reason is not cool. I don't know why. And my fucking goal now is to just make that a really cool thing to cool. do. Absolutely. And, like, Gary it's, v, it's, Gary it's, v says it's, that, mm-hmm. too. Like, he, like... If you follow Gary Vee, he goes, I want to yep. being empathetic and kind is fucking awesome and cool. And you need to do that. Yes, absolutely. That's huge. I did. You haven't even said that to me yet. Oh, my God, man. Making that cool would be the best because it's like such a society thing where all oh, you're like, if you feel bad or like you do something good for someone else, like you're a pussy. No, that's not how it works anymore. This isn't like 1990. We like you're able to have feelings and like deal with your own issues and help other people and be empathetic and be a good wholesome person if you're a male, <laughs> and it doesn't make you any weaker uh, or anything. Bro, like that. We, we're gonna have a we could have a whole other podcast on just. Uh, no, oh, we're going to. On, I promise. This. <laughs> like, like Absolutely. females can definitely take a lot from this, and but just yep. know, like guys, <laughs> guys are really, really. I don't want to say fucked up. That would not be nice to say about us. But we mm. uh, we have a lot of deep. I would agree. Yeah, we have a lot of deep rooted shit and a lot of masks that we wear. And yep. like how, and even your closest friends, like just helping them strip down that mask, like that. Like, dude, this could be a whole different podcast. And yeah, we will. And, and, <laughs> and what I wanted to add to um, the different types of training and the disconnect is who gives a shit if you impacted only one person? That's still an impact, no matter how fucking small. And mm-hmm. there's this story about an old man and he's walking with his grandson and they're walking on the beach line and there's all these starfish around the beach shore and the old man's picking a starfish up every couple like minutes and throwing it back into the ocean. And the grandson's like, why are you doing that? Like, what's the point? There's so many starfish on the shoreline. And the old mm-hmm. man reaches down, picks up another one, and throws it into the ocean, and he goes, that's why. I just made a difference with one. Mm. And it doesn't matter. Like, it's one at a time. And, like, I, yes. and I, like, I'm comfortable knowing that you as a leader, Dalton, especially, like, when I need you to step up, I know you're going to step up, and you'll grab another starfish and throw it in. I'm just doing what I can one person at a time. And if we all pick the fucking starfish up and start throwing them in, then that's just going to be it's going to be clear. (laughs) Yep. Wow. That's a super powerful story. That's awesome. Mm. Uh, I think the next we're going to go on to the next one for a little bit of a time restraint. But uh, ways I I wanted to ask you, like you kind of just hit on it, honestly, like how do we fix this? Like amongst just the trainers and the clients like or the people of the fitness like how do you fix like the disconnect that we have between all the trainings oh man this is this is <laughs> yeah, that's a loaded question and but no but I, yeah I, absolutely like and you've heard i've said this like three or four times throughout the podcast and it just it Good. just starts with so like i said i work at the the fitness studio right and yep. i was so against classes for so long 
that even some of the instructors and people who took the classes, I wouldn't even talk to. And I have no idea why. That's just what I did. Mm. And when I opened myself up and took classes, like I became so close with these people. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that separated us was the fact that they take classes and I do bodybuilding. And like I resented them for that. So it it comes down to you and I. Like we just need to do it one person at a time. And like within your friend group, within your gym, like be that example and like be that stand for somebody else. Be like, listen, like I'm doing this right now and you're going to watch me show up for other different types of training. You're going to watch me be open. You're going to watch me just not close myself off. And in doing that, that's going to be infectious and that you're going to end up opening up so many other people. And there's no like there's no clear-cut formula for fixing this, man. It is this shit goes deep way beyond our life. <laughs> like this has been going on yep. forever. And like so right. the only way to fix it is to just be open to it and to I don't want to say convince other people to be open for it because I don't want you to push this on anybody. I just think when you see somebody showing up in their life a certain way, really, really consistently, Mm. that you just realize how beautiful that is and how you can do the same. And it kind of opens you up too. And like, there's no more arguing. There's no more fighting. There's no more picking sides. It's just like, yeah, man, like I'm just open to all of it. And like, they're all beneficial and the people in it are amazing. And even if you don't like CrossFit or you don't like functional training, like some of the people, some of the trainers and just people who work out and do those things and take the classes are some of the most amazing people that you have never met yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like, just like with any sort of population you look at, there's going to be like the lower percent. So like those would be the people that you probably don't necessarily like, like per se, but like there's also that top 2% of those people in that, in that, that are just like the most amazing people and would give you the shirt off their back. And the only reason why you don't want to talk to them is because they do something, which is ridiculous. Cause that's the, like, that's the only, that's the only thing fitness is like the only thing I can think of right now that has that in my life because it's not like if I went to a room with six people in it and someone tells me they play croquet I'm not gonna talk to them like it's not like I don't fuck with them because they play croquet like fitness is like the only place I have experienced this in my life and it's really fucked up and it's it's crazy that this is even a thing yeah dude you nailed it you absolutely nailed it all right, so that that pretty much sums up the entire episode. We are absolutely going to have the young Mr. Dakota Sprague on again for sure. Uh, I would like to thank you for hopping on the podcast and maybe just tell everybody where they will find you on anything. Like where where do they find you? How do they get a hold of you? How do they see your beautiful <laughs> soul? Um, honestly, probably the best way to reach me is just Instagram, um, just at Dakota Sprague, my first and last name. Uh, if any of you guys need any questions or any support, you can just DM me always. My DMs are open. Uh, and for you ladies out there, they're also open. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's where you would probably, I mean, I'm always on Instagram doing work. So that's probably the best way yep. to reach me. And I'm just, you know, follow me for just, I'm going to be a support for you. So if you guys need that, then I got you. Yes, absolutely. All right, Dakota, thank you for hopping on. I will talk to you later, my friend. You have a beautiful day. All right, you too, man. Love you guys. Peace. Awesome. Absolutely incredible episode. 
Uh, Dakota is gone now. I just wanted to recap. We talked about a lot of awesome stuff. I appreciate him very much for being on the podcast. So if you are interested in anything else to do with the podcast, you can reach me personally at Lifting Standards Training on Instagram or Lifting Standards on Facebook. I also have been working on the website for this platform, for my training platform, and also for the clothing that I used to do and I am bringing back relatively soon. And I would just like to thank everyone for the continued support as I get through this podcast and building up the brand as well. Everyone who tunes in every week sticks with me whenever I miss a deadline or something. I honestly appreciate you guys so much. Um, And I hope you gained as much knowledge out of this incredibly informative podcast as I did. And honestly, I can't wait to bring you and guys another banger episode like this one so stay tuned if you want to stay updated with all of that like i said you can go to the instagram and i put updates for that daily i put workups up i do uh pretty much as much content for you guys as i physically can so if you are interested in any of that please go chuck a follow to that and on the facebook page you'll be getting more updates on the podcast and the clothing as it comes out and the training available to you all all right so Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a beautiful week. Later.